Welcome to episode five of the Powerhouse Pod, the Powerhouse Rants podcast. Ooh, almost messed up there. Today we're going over the powerhouse productivity. So what I'm going to be going over with you guys is three obstacles to productivity, nine tips to staying productive, forex energy tips, and why sacrificing equals consistency. We talked about this a little bit previously in our last podcast, but it still has a very, very good point here when we're talking about productivity because productivity is derived from your discipline. So I want to take a couple seconds, about 60 seconds, to go on ahead and think about that one person who's helped you throughout this week. Who are you grateful for who has really helped you look onto the bright side of what to focus on, how to stay productive maybe, or even better, someone who's just looking out for you because we're in very, not very dark times, I'd say, but we're in trouble sometimes. And there always is that one person who's supporting you. So we'll take about another 30 seconds. I can think of a handful of people. Who are you thinking about? All righty. Awesome. So whoever you're grateful for, just go on ahead and take a moment in your mind, in your head, allow to say thank you, name, whoever it is. And let's get started because I want to make sure I have enough time to get through everything we're going to be talking about here today. But before I get started, who here struggles with being productive? You can drop in the comments. Who here finds themselves just not being not operating at your 110% constantly. You feel like it's more of a roller coaster going up and down. Some days are good, some days are bad, some days are meh, but you can never get that consistent flow of just everything being good. For most of us, it's a damn struggle almost every single day. And what I'm here, what I'm gonna cover here today is not only a secret to you guys, not only is it a secret, what I'm going to be covering here today is going to be several tips and tricks to help you stay productive and also focus on how to get more productive in your life. So we're going to be covering the three biggest obstacles I see people running into that that stops them from being productive. We're going to go over nine tips to staying productive, nine tips that I have derived from several videos I've been kaizening to figure out how is the most, how can I efficiently communicate how to be productive because being productive is almost like a double-edged sword. You can be too productive where you're just trying to do too many things and you're finding yourself in a rat hole, just trying to do too many things, not getting enough things done, or you could be not doing enough things and now you have too much time and you're just spending it on Netflix or something. And then we're going to be going over Forex energy tips. So you guys know there's a course out there called Forex energy from Jason Capital. We're not going to be going over that, but we're going over four tips that I find are the most important for you to have Forex energy, period, point blank. They're the top four biggest tips. And then we're going to go over a little bit. We're going to recap what we talked about last episode, which is how sacrificing the little things in life can equal more consistency in your life when it comes to you getting results. So the three biggest bottlenecks, the three biggest obstacles I find people getting stuck behind when it comes to being productive is you just have a lack of education. You just don't know that being productive and your entire self, everything that you do on an action-based um, every single day 
it's a muscle. You can train it and over repetitions of time, you will slowly get better. And the only way you're going to be able to build on that knowledge is when you have the mindset. You must be open to the possibility that you can even do this in the first place. Because if you're not open to the possibility that you can be more productive no matter where you're at, maybe you're living with your family members. I know there's a lot of young people, including me, who still temporarily live with your parents. And it can be a little bit troublesome to really thrive in that environment, which leads to the third biggest bottleneck, which is your environment. Because your environment, who you're around and where you are at in life will dictate how much you get done. Because at the end of the day, you are who you hang out around with. And if you're hanging around your family, unless they're like-minded entrepreneurs, most likely they're not exactly on the same wavelength as you. So they may be bringing you down. They may be bringing you up. I don't know. But these are the three biggest bottlenecks people run into on a daily basis because you have to have all three of them balanced in perfect harmony in order for you to really be consistent in your productivity and in my opinion the most important one has to be the mindset because even when you have rough days where you mess up and you're not productive at all and the day's just been absolute trash you're going to be able to still do productive things you're still going to be able to get things done as long as you're open to the possibility that you can do it you're not closed-minded which leads us into the first tip, which is number one, you need to dial in your mindset. The biggest thing about being a productive person is not only do you have to be open to the possibility, but you have to be a growth mindset individual, which means you have to view challenges as opportunities, acknowledge and embrace your weaknesses and learn to give and receive constructive criticism. You have no ego. You're open to knowing that you're going to have bad days. You're going to have good days and you may be weak in this area and you may be good in this area, but you know you're going to be able to learn as long as you're focusing on yourself and those around you because you want to give through giving yourself the best knowledge you want to you want to really focus on being the best version of yourself before you can give back to others otherwise you're going to be giving them a version of yourself that you're not going to be happy about so intelligence and talent is a dynamic and ever improving so this just means kaizen basically is that your talent your intelligence is always improving. You're always getting 1% better. And you're basically, this mindset is you're open to growth. You're prioritizing learning over seeking approval. You're focusing on the process instead of the end result. A lot of closers get bottled up on, well, oh, how do I get the sale? How do I do this? How do I do that? You need to focus on the individual's needs and that person versus you focusing on the next question to ask, the next thing to do, or the perfect script. You need to focus on the end the process of enjoying the experience on the phone call, helping them out. And this applies to almost anything in life. And then one of my, one of my favorite things is that you have to be inspired by the success of others. You have to be, you have to look at those who are above you and see them not as a person on a pedestal, but as a person who can inspire you to do better and inspires you to do more, bigger, better things. And you have to think of learning as a brain training. Your brain is full of plasticity, which means that you can develop any single skill, anything you want in life, as long as you're willing to get after it. You're, as long as you have the willpower, the discipline, and the consistency to want to train and learn something, you will understand not only that failure is an opportunity to grow, but it pushes you to develop the best brain for yourself. And then persistence in the face of setbacks. So even when you hit a roadblock, even when the client tells you, no, you're not, you don't get the sale, 
or whenever something negative happens, you always see it as something that helps you grow versus you seeing it as something that holds you back. Now, what is the opposite of this mindset? The mindset that will not allow you to be productive. It's the mindset that doesn't go over any of that, doesn't implement all of the tips I'm going to be going over today. That's the kind of mindset and the kind of person who's not going to be productive. You're going to be literally wasting your life by sitting around on Netflix, trying to do things that aren't really getting you results because you're missing all the fundamentals, which is your mindset and you being a person who is of Kaizen, like just wanting to always grow and always seeking to get 1% better. Now, a couple of examples, I don't want to go over all of these, but the fixed mindset, the biggest thing is that you're just you're closed off from reality. It's almost as if like you have a big ego and you're full of you're full of yourself pride and you want to avoid other people's opinions. You're unable to handle criticism or feedback and you feel threatened by the success of others. Perhaps you have a mentor out there or someone who you look up to. Instead of seeing them as someone who helps you, you see them as, oh, that person got there because of this. This person helped him. I'm not going to be able to get there. And you give up easily. You just literally don't avoid, you avoid challenges. You don't keep getting after it. And the biggest thing, in my opinion, is that you just shy away from things you don't know. Because at the end of the day, things you don't know are actually things that can add fuel to your fire, which lights, which fuels your inner self, that inner fire within you, getting to know the things that you don't know to expand your brain, to expand your knowledge is crucial for you to be able to grow as a person. And if you're fixed thinking that you can only stay where you're at and that it is what it is, you're not going to be successful in almost any damn area of your life because you're just going to be going in circles. You're going to be in that same nine to five grind. Monday is a shitty day, but here I am happy and thriving because, hey, that, that's what I do. And that's what you can do too. But if you're coming into a Monday feeling that, oh, this Monday sucks, I can't do this, this, and this, and this, you're going to be in a rabbit hole and you're just going to keep going from Monday, meh, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, oh, I'm almost done. Thursday, oh, the week's almost done. Friday, yes, it's the end of the week. And then you live and get drunk on Saturday, Sunday, and then you repeat the cycle and you're literally the, it, it, you're literally just repeating that cycle. It's literally as if you're living in your own prison because you're just repeating the same things in and out and you're not seeking any progress. You're just fixed. And no one wants to be fixed. We all want to grow. We all want to do bigger, better things, which leads me into the second tip, which is even when you're doing bigger and better things, when you have this mindset and you're working from home and you're closing, whatever you're doing, you have to know the biggest thing, the biggest thing about being productive is that you have to set these boundaries, these boundaries of your personal life and your professional life. You have to set boundaries to let people know that this is what I have to do and this is what I'm doing because otherwise you see how they blend in, they all blend. So if you don't separate them, you're going to get distracted. You're going to find your fiance coming to you, talking to you when you should be working. You're gonna find your family members wanting to come and hang out with you when you're working in your office at home because the door is open. So you wanna set boundaries and a boundary can be as easy as just closing the door, telling your family, hey, from this time to this time I'm working, please don't bother me. It's that simple. And when you do this, this is what happens. You find you, the, you minimize the overlap even when you're at home or anything, but you'll notice that you're able to separate them to and create a balance in between. And you're able to sustain your productivity and your focus through longer periods of time instead of allowing your personal life to interrupt your professional life. So make sure that you guys are setting boundaries. Take a pen and a piece of paper. 
just like just like the circle of concern exercise. Just take a pen and a piece of paper, draw a circle, and write everything out that you feel is holding you back or disrupts you, and then cross out everything that is not is with is not within your control. And all the things that are within your control that you can set boundaries on, figure out a way to set boundaries on those things so that you can improve. For example, right here is my little office, basically. This is my office, this little space I have. I could, I haven't been able to, but I could set a curtain that would allow me to simply block off this boundary of this doorway so that I can basically have a boundary that separates me between my family and my office space and whatnot. So obviously everyone's situation's different. I wasn't able to do that because I still love my parents and they didn't want me to do that. So I wasn't able to set up a curtain and just separate that boundary entirely. But if you have your own environment, if you have a bathroom or anywhere that is a spare room, you should be able to go and set the boundaries of, hey, this is my workspace. This is where I'm going to go to work because you want to separate these two lives or they will collide and you will do nothing but find yourself in a little rabbit hole of trying to balance your daily tasks with your family's wants and needs. You have to make a clear distinction between the two. Tip number three. So after you have the boundaries, you have the mindset, you're really getting a solid flow right now. So you want to start constructing your temple of focus. Now, what is a temple of focus? Your temple of focus is basically your workspace. It's the desk in which you're operating in. It's the space you're always working at. For me, I have a little standing desk with this little uh, L-shaped desk underneath of it. And this is my temple of focus. I have very little things near my area. I keep it very clean and I avoid clutter. So when you're constructing your temple of focus, you want to get a partition or a boundary that separates you, your workspace from your family, your outside forces that are trying to impede on your productivity. So a curtain, a door is probably the most efficient thing, literally an office door, just someplace that's separated. That is your boundary. That is your temple's environment. And you want to make your workspace satisfyingly perfect, which means you want to basically keep it clean. You want to only have the things that matter to you in that day's worth of work around you. You don't want to have books that are from yesterday, notes that are from last week. You don't want to be cluttered. You want to make sure that you have a very clean environment because it's worth it for your output and happiness. You want to make sure that you're not cluttering yourself because it doesn't serve your flow state. It destroys your flow state because you could be doing a task, you could be doing something and you're getting really, really productive. But the next thing you know, that book from yesterday reminds you of something that reminds you of something from something, something, and then you're in a rabbit hole and then your flow is messed up. And now it takes you 10 to 20 minutes to get back into that flow. And now you just wasted 30 minutes because of one simple incident. It sounds crazy, but this is what you have to do if you want to be as productive as individuals such as Jason Capital, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, Sam Ovens, because all these top high-level people focus on developing their focus, always. Focus is the number one thing that they've credited their success to, and the only way you're able to do that is through having that temple of focus or that environment where you're able to get all of your work done. Another tip is if you can't separate your environment, then the most fundamental thing you can do is get a pair of fuck off I'm flowing headphones. And I love this because you want to make sure you're minimizing your sound disruption. So if you don't have a pair of headsets, go buy one. I have a pair of Bose 30, 35C um, noise cancellation iPhones. These are my favorite. I highly recommend them. Yes, they're expensive, but they're noise cancellation. And you want to invest into something that can actually keep sound from disrupting you. 
So that'll help you avoid clutter and also avoid any outside forces. Now, one of the last things that I've recently discovered that is a crucial aspect to my temple of focus personally is smell because smell is the only sense that goes straight to the uh, amygdala. Hope I'm saying that right, but it's the part of your brain in which uh, senses smell and happiness. And this creates dopamine for yourself in a healthy way. So I have candles always running usually around my workspace. And my favorite candles are these a um, uh, little bit of a luxury, but trilogy wood wick candles that burn like actual wood. So it has the sound of a burning wood beside it. But I personally always run a candle because it helps me get into a flow state, especially if it's early in the morning. Early in the morning, 3 a.m., you you've done your rituals, now you light a candle and you have your work environment crystal clean, but you have this beautiful smell that's unconsciously going into, that's going, that's flowing around you. And it helps create a really good state of flow, I promise you. So when you're constructing your temple of focus, guys, make sure you implement all of these things because you're going to be able to achieve super, super productive things as long as you're avoiding the clutter and you're making sure that you're doing everything that serves your flow state. Now, tip number four is make your work binary. So it has to be fully on or off. You basically want to be, if you're working on something, you're working on something. You're not dabbing, dabbling in it. You're not stepping, you're not putting just your foot in the pool. You're not just putting the tip. You are going all in because what most people do, if you look at this graph, people spend a lot of their time here in the middle where it's no man's land, the gray zone where you're half working, you're not fully on or off. And you must eliminate this shit because it's going to just destroy your productivity. Again, this attributes to your environment. You want to make sure everything around you is clean and only the only things in front of you are things that are attributing to the tasks that you wrote the night before. Because you want to obviously write those notes down before the night before. So when you wake up, you know exactly what to do. You start doing it. You don't do anything that's not on it. And when you're done with everything, then maybe you start looking into doing other things. But this is most this is the biggest thing that still affects me because it's a muscle guys you have to consciously be aware and build this thing to always be okay i'm working on closing i'm thinking about nothing but closing and this specific thing and it takes time so don't beat yourself up but know that you have to make your work binary you have to make sure it's fully on or off and one of the best ways you can do this is going to be this talked about in the bottom tips below so let's get into it oh it's actually part of this tip. So a part of this is you want to cap your workday with a hard start and cutoff. So you have a time where you start work and you have a time where you end work. My time to be, uh, for the most part is what? 3 a.m. until 8 a.m. And then from 12 p.m. until 6 p.m. I have a little block. Figure out those blocks of time in which you're going to focus on nothing but the binary work you have at hand. The easiest thing to help with this, guys, is just create a track list of the things you want to get done. And I recommend you do only bullets of three things at a time. One, two, three. You, you get it done. You get it done. You get it done. Then you add something else. Don't try to do an entire to-do list. And then you're like, check, 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 because your brain's going to get cluttered because your brain cannot, for one, multitask but for two it can't do multiple things at once it's pro it's meant to do one thing at once so focus on making sure you separate those workloads you have where is my next one 
Awesome. So tip number five, guys, is you want to build a cognitive load routine. So basically what a cognitive load routine is, is it's the, it's the same things that you're doing over and over and over. Because the more you think about what you have, well, actually, I'm incorrect. Actually, I am right. <laughs> so a cognitive load routine is crucial, guys, because the more you think about what you have to do, the less you get done. So the more you hold in or question, the higher the cognitive load. So the more you're thinking about other things you have to do, clutter in your head, you're not writing out what you should be doing the night before, you're gonna overload your brain and it's not gonna be able to get the things done that need to get done because decisions are incredibly expensive. They rob you of your fuel inside of you that creates energy. It robs you of your energy, time vampires, whatever you wanna call it. But the less decisions you can make by building a, a good cognitive loaded routine, which is your rituals, your routines, mapping the day, the day before, and building the routine in detail and sharing it with your family so they know exactly what you're doing when you're doing it, allows you to be hyper-specific and aim for mindless execution, which allows you to get into the flow state, work hard, and play hard whenever you want to. So being hyper-specific and aiming for mindless execution is probably the most beneficial thing you get from this cognitive load routine because it allows you to focus on what matters most and you just flow and execute, flow, execute, instead of flow, bumpy road, uh, confusion, overthinking, oh, now I'm going to do this, oh I, oh, I need to read this book, like, focus on what you need to get done, which you've written on the night before, and just do it, because stress comes from thinking about what you have to do versus knowing it, so if you're stressed about, oh, I know, like, for example, I have a massive list of things I want to get done throughout this week. Or here, let me show you guys. So stress comes from thinking about what you have to do versus knowing it. If I only used my war map right here from that Sam Ovens gave me to do my workload, and I looked at this every day, and I was focused on everything from a week's view, I'm going to stress myself out by trying to figure out what it is I need to do. So in order for me to be able to build a cognitive load routine, I want to make sure I'm focusing on less things and I'm focusing on the tasks that are on hand for the day of. So make sure that you guys are building a good cognitive load routine because it's going to save your life. It's going to save your mind and it's going to make sure that you stay focused on what matters the most. Tip number six, guys, is leverage transition rituals. So basically, Le leverage your rituals. So we need to build a process that is meant for you to turn on and off your transition rituals. So these are the rituals of your morning ritual, which transitions into your workflow in the morning, which can transfer into your lunchtime routine, whatever you do in lunch. And then you have another transition ritual that transitions when you're done with your work at the end of the day and you're chilling at night or you're reading at night, whatever it may be. So to turn on, develop a tight morning ritual with all the non-negotiables. Write out on a pen and a piece of paper all the non-negotiable things you should not and should do every morning. And the things you know you should do, working out, a lot of things I'm about to cover down below, but working out, drinking water, meditating, bioenergetics, all this stuff, make sure you know that you're doing it. And your morning routine should fire up your physiology and expand your capacity, which we're gonna talk about down below. It should fire you up for success. It should shock your body to where you're like, oh, you're just getting up. Oh, you should be happy and thrilled by the end of your rituals to get whatever the workload is to get done. 
And once you're done with your day, shut everything down. You shut it all the hell down. You don't go back to work. You shift your state hard and you go to focus on what I call active recovery, which we're going to talk about down below. So what is active recovery? Active recovery is basically going to be a series of things that you do towards the end of your day. Uh, a couple of examples for those are these. So these are some examples of active recovery, such as at the end of the day, you're done with all your work. You could focus on cold therapy, taking a cold shower to reset your state for the end of the day. Breath work, bioenergetics, the Wim Hof method. You can Google it and figure out how to do that. Heat therapy, saunas and steam rooms. If you, have a, if you live in an apartment or you have a nearby gym, or maybe you work out after exercises on here, you maybe you work out after you do all your work. So let's say you go work out, then you go into a sauna, then you go home, you do bioenergetics, and then you take a cold shower or vice versa. Now you're doing, now you're stacking these things. All of these things you guys can see all stack on top of one another. Sensory deprivation chambers, float tanks, immersion in nature, just sitting out in nature, meditating, and intentional sleep, taking a power nap, or uplifting socialization going to your local networking event, masterminding events. This doesn't mean up, uplifting socializing doesn't exactly mean going to the bar unless your focus and passion is pickup or you're a dating coach, for example. You should focus on something that's uplifting and getting you out of your shell because a lot of us stay at home working all day, closing over the phone, or we're all stuck at home because it's the pandemic time and we're not getting socially adapted. We're not out, we're not outgoingly social anymore. We're really we're developing our introvert skills, so to say. We're all stuck inside. So figure out a way, have a mastermind event, have some form of that to help keep yourself busy. Yoga, massage, these all stack on top of one another. But I want to go ahead and give you guys some examples of transitioned rituals or some specific things that I do on a daily basis that you should be doing. And again, this ties into your mindset because if you're not open to doing these and you're not doing these, you're not going to fucking get the results you want. You're going to repeat the same cycles because at the end of the day, these are the things that every successful person does. The major successful people that sets them up for success and gets them to do the most productive things every single day. So the, one of the first things is that when you wake up in the morning, you should exercise, get your sweat on because sweating reduces the impairment of brain cells, loss of coordination related to Parkinson's disease. It encourages your pituitary gland to release endorphins reduces sensitivity to stress, depression, and anxiety, and increases the level of brain-derived neutrophic uh, factor, which maintains and regenerates adult nerve cells, and then increased functional activity of the temporal lobe, which is responsible for storing sensory memories, improving learning and mental performance, and helps prevent treat it helps prevent and treat dementia, Alzheimer's, and brain aging. So all of these things come from sweating early in the morning and working out. You can do this by doing 30 burpees. That's probably the best thing you can do is 30 burpees as fast as you can, 100 push-ups, 100 squats. I have a rowing machine. I row a mile in the morning. Just row a mile. Run a mile. Do something that gets you sweaty as soon as you wake up because it's going to jumpstart everything. It doesn't matter how tired you are. It's going to give you the fuel and take care of all the health-related benefits within you first thing in the morning. And this ties into other things such as mindfulness, 
after you work out or before you work out, you should focus on meditation. So focus on your, the attention of your breathing. Uh, this can be the Wim Hof method, bioenergetics. We all know a lot of these meditation techniques, but it allows you to acknowledge your current focus of attention, which is, okay, I'm up in the morning, it's 3 a.m., it's early, I just worked out. Now I'm going to transition into my workload where I'm gonna have to do X, Y, Z, and I wanna make sure I'm not focusing on D and A. And it redirects your focus to focus on the most important things. And most importantly for me, it gets me out of my own head. I am a very overthinking person. I think a lot. Maybe it's just how I am. Maybe it stems from my mental disorders that I do have. And I just handle like a boss because I'm not going to let them control me. And you can do the same thing. But I redirect all that shit so that I can allow myself to get shit done because it's within you and you can do it. But if you're not doing all the things I'm talking about, then you're going to find little bottlenecks, no matter how much you do, no matter how much of the other things I say you do. If you're doing only 80% of what I'm recommending here, you're going to get results, but you're not going to get the peak flow like me and other people who I've taught achieve. So getting out of your head, in my opinion, is the most important thing on top of all of these, because if your focus isn't in the right direction and you're overthinking about being tired or anything, you're going to be tired because you're thinking about being tired. You're going to not, you're not going to work out because you're tired. You're not going to get up right. So getting out of your head is probably the most important thing you can do that stacks on top of all of these. On top of gratitude, we all know what gratitude is, and it's an easy and effective way of retraining your brain to focus on the good so that you can see, enjoy, and appreciate more things and happiness is created out of thin air because that's what gratitude is. It is a thing within you that is created only by you. So there's four things that gratitude does and it helps you with, and it's lighting up the brain's reward pathway. It allows you to think about other people doing nice things, which floods your brain with the positive chemicals and sparks brain activity, which is critical in sleeping, orgasms, mood regulation, and metabolism, all very important things for you to live a very high productive life. And number two, lessons in anxiety and depression symptoms, challenging negative thought patterns. It allows you to help keep the calm, it allows you to stay calm in the storm through anxious feelings and boost your moods of those who are depressed. So this is what gratitude has done for me, because if you take gratitude in the smallest of little things, no matter how depressed you are, no matter how it may seem, it truly does make you a better person because I'm depressed every single day. I'm still depressed right now, but I'm not letting it fuck up my day because I'm grateful to be able to have the opportunity to speak live in front of three people who want to be more productive when down the road, I know for a fact, I may be speaking in front of a couple thousand people who want to be productive or change their life. So whatever you can take gratitude in, just do it and take gratitude in it, no matter how hard the day seems. And a tip you can do here is if you're able to rewire your brain through interpretational awareness, like I've talked about previously, to allow yourself to automatically interpret negative feelings and turn it into a positive feeling. You're basically sacrificing all the negative shit, turning it immediately into something that's positive, which allows you to repeat the cycle of being a grateful, high-performing person. And number three, it shifts the heart's rhythm. So increases coherence of body functions, which facilitates higher cognitive functions, creating emotional stability and facilitating states of calmness. So state control, this helps with your state control as well. All these things stack on top of one another and it increases your heart rates of variability because heart patients who practice gratitude show better moods, better sleep, less fatigue, and lower levels of inflammatory biomarkers related to their cardiac health 
through gratitude, just gratitude alone. And we're on step three, guys. We're only on number three. So if you're doing all these things in your morning ritual, imagine how much you're lining yourself up for success throughout the day. Want to take it a step further? Do it again at night so you have a nice sleep or a nice evening ritual or a nice time out in the town, whatever it may be. But gratitude is strongly, consistently associated with greater happiness, and it allows you to attract beautiful, great things in your life, which leads me into the next thing, because you're not, you're not going to be able to have a big and beautiful life if you're not hydrating. Hydration is key. First thing you should do in the morning is get a lukewarm bottle of water, not cold. Cold water, I can't remember. It doesn't give you the most benefits compared to lukewarm water, which gets absorbed into your, into your body faster, I believe. I'm not sure, but don't do cold water. It's hot water, tea, that, that's a different factor, but you should definitely drink 16 ounces of water as soon as you wake up or even more because your skin will be dehydrated, which can result in acne, wrinkles. Uh, and also, you just want to make sure that you're physically ready to do what the day is going to demand of you because 60% of our body weight is water. We're mostly water guys. And all of our organs rely on water. So if you're not transporting the nutrients and wastes, which water trap water transports because you're not drinking enough water, then when you're working out and it's hot, you may pass out. When you're working out and you have too much water, for example, you could possibly, well, actually, there is no negative in that. You just sweat it all off. So just make sure you guys are hydrating first thing in the morning on top of all of these things because it's going to allow you to perform at a better level and give your body the fuel that it needs in order to manage temperatures, handle all the waste and products that we're putting into our body, which hopefully are good, healthy things, which I'll be talking about a little bit later. So on top of hydration, breath work is crucial. So breath work can be the Wim Hof method. We all know that, laying on the ground, pillow, all that bioenergetics. Elliot Hulse, you can Google it, YouTube him, you will find out what bioenergetics is. But if you look at this chart, you'll notice that a lot of us tend to stay too far to the right. We tend to be too high in our arousal through doing all the things I just mentioned for one, but also just because of anxiety with how our workloads have to go. We know we have a lot of work to do and our performance is impaired because of this strong anxiety. And through breath, breath work, you're able to ground yourself, basically. That's what breath work does, is it grounds you back into reality, which allows for your optimal arousal and optimal performance to be at its ideal, strong strength, whatever you want to call it, at its ideal. So if you're too weak, however, you're increasing attention and interest into the things that don't matter. So make sure you guys are doing either the Wim Hof method, bioenergetics, or deep breathing meditations because it's going to help balance all the things you're doing on a daily basis and ground yourself back into a reality. Active recovery, we talked about some of these beautiful things that you guys should do before working out, after working out, whatever. Take a screenshot of this if you want, but I highly encourage you guys take cold ice showers. It helps boost your state control, which makes you a non-reactive person to handle the daily tasks that are thrown at you. Breath work, which we just talked about. Heat therapy, saunas and steam rooms help you lose weight, burn unnecessary fat, and helps you sweat. And then the deprivation chambers, float tanks. I actually have no idea what these are, but I know that I've heard them in the back of my head sometimes, and these things are crucial. Google it. You can figure out what it does. Exercise. We all know we should be exercising every day in the smallest of ways. Sweating every day is crucial. Nature, meditation, intentional sleep, napping, uplifting socialization, 
going out into your local masterminding groups or networking with positive like-minded people, not getting drunk in the middle of the week, not things like that. Obviously, yoga, massage, especially massage. If you can get a massage once a week, if you can afford it, or you have a family member or a wife, husband, whatever, that'll help you do that, that is great as well. Massaging releases a lot of endorphins in the brain and relaxes your body, especially if you're a high-performance person working out. Avoid the overwhelmed philosophy. So this is something that you guys want to also avoid. And what this is, is that if you're doing too many things that aren't attributing to the success of what you need to do in the morning, you're going to find yourself overwhelming yourself and repetitively doing things that aren't needing to get done. If you notice the person on the right can't stop too busy, they're really not going anywhere actually they're just standing still but the person on the left er who, who i don't know why it says er but the person on the left it's a wheel so you can tell that by focusing on the right things through your through your i want to make sure i'm saying it right through your transition rituals it allows you to be like the person on the left which is using the wheel leverage and you're fueling your you're pushing yourself further versus the person who is too busy and they're overwhelmed with the things they have to do so now you're turning off and now so now you're turning on and off bracketing work time. This is what we're doing here and this allows you to separate those things that you have to do. So which one of these six things are you guys going to start implementing in your daily life today or tomorrow? Maybe there's something you guys haven't done, maybe you're not exercising every day first thing in the morning, maybe you're not meditating, are you doing enough gratitude? Are you drinking enough water, a gallon of water a day at least? Are you doing breath work? Are you focusing on grounding yourself back to reality and also expanding your lung capacity so that you can swim for longer distances, work out longer, be more focused? And are you doing active recovery, recovering on the evening things? Things in the evening, day, whatever, but active recovery. Just make sure you guys are doing all of these things, but at least one to take action on because I promise you, all those things stack on top of one another, and it is easy, it's as easy as this. Five steps. You work out, or you meditate first thing you, you wake up in the morning. You work out. You do gratitude after you work out. And then obviously, you're drinking water in between all of these, and you finish with the deep breath meditation. Or you can it can go any way, guys. Any single way. So tip number seven. Tying all of these together tie all of this together by setting boundaries with others. We talked about this previously, but all the things that we're mentioning, you guys are going to have to make sure that you let the person you live with or the person you share a room with knows that this is what you're going to be doing and that they shouldn't be disrupting you. Because at the end of the day, even when we're in this pandemic, if you're working from home, if you're closing from home, if you're just an entrepreneur, you still need to go to work. You still need to get after it and you need to let everyone else know when that time is because the routine environment recovery and binary work will all help you achieve the highest performance of flow that you want to achieve to getting your work done every single day. And then tip number eight, beating the social brain. Just like we talked about earlier, no matter what you still need, just like food, water, and shelter, you need connection with human beings. So if you live alone or anything, you still need to get out and have some form of a social circle. The easiest way I can recommend you guys to do this is to have a mastermind group, like-minded individuals in that group that help hold you accountable, 
or maybe a Facebook group where you're just going and posting your workouts for the day or you're sharing tips and whatever. Just feed your social brain. This does not mean you're scrolling through Instagram looking at influencers and people who are above you and you're comparing yourself to them and you're putting yourself down. It doesn't mean anything like that. It means you're feeding yourself the in, you're feeding yourself, you're giving yourself the connection of just human contact that is required. And what this does is it can add up to 50% uh, 50 increased change of longevity because usually people who are alone, people who don't have anyone or people who are too closed off don't live as long because they don't have the emotions and the connection with other people because they're just focusing on themselves. It allows for stronger gene expression for immunity, lower rates of anxiety and depression, higher self-esteem and empathy, better emotions and regular regulation skills, and social connection creates a positive feedback loop of social, emotional, and well-being. The last one is most important, just making sure you guys are feeding this social brain. So whatever that may be, for me, I have a mastermind group that I'm a part of that we meet once a week and we hold each other accountable for our goals and we chat for an hour or two. That's all that I need. I'm an introverted person. I don't want to necessarily go to the bar or go to networking events. I want to keep focusing on what matters most to me, getting my work done and improving myself to be the best version of myself so that I can give back. And then later on in my life when I'm older, maybe I'll go out and party and do all these crazy things. But for now, focusing on myself is crucial and way more important than any single thing else out there. And then tip number nine, this stacks on top of everything. It's fighting distractions. You have to fight all the distractions that are coming your way. They're going to come either if you like it or not. This could be your, your fridge catching on fire in the middle of the night when you just woke up. It could be whatever. Even if you're alone, you have no one in your apartment or your house, there's still going to be distractions that have come up either in your brain from the last day's worth of work, from family, from family that is living with you, whatever it may be, but you guys have to fight them off and be consciously aware of what needs to get done on a daily basis and keep yourself on a straight line. So those are the first the nine tips that I wanted to share with you guys. Now we're going to get into my personal favorite, which is what's fueled, which has gotten me the most results on top of all of these, because in order for you to do all the things above, you can't, you have to have the energy to do so. But how do you have that energy in order to be this productive? There's four tips that in my, that in my opinion, through proven results of me and previous mentors, gets you the most results. And it's these four things. The biggest thing that helps me is green juice. I literally drink it every morning. Uh, the most I have the recipe in the top. So kale, Swiss chard, orange, red pepper, celery, cauliflower, cucumbers, uh, extra virgin uh, coconut oil, and water. You can also add ginger or turmeric. That also works. It's not the tastiest thing if you're not used to veggies, but it gives you the energy needed. It really does. This thing is like crack, except it's legal. I'm promising you. If you drink this green juice every day, about 16 ounces of it, first thing in the morning after a workout or something, you're going to be fueled. If you're not used to this, I don't recommend you drinking it before workout because you probably will throw the hell up if you're not used to it. So don't do that. Try it first one day in the morning when you have nothing to do and feel how much energy you have throughout the day. Even if you're not getting up early and you're doing it and you're drinking ju green juice, you will notice you have more energy because of the fuel the juices and vegetables are doing for you. Recipe, again, is at the top. Take a screenshot if you want. And then the second thing is jerk. Just, just eat real food is what this stands for. Chicken, salmon, fish, and high-nutrient snacks are key. Those are my top ones. Chicken is way better than any form of meat or uh, 
not as good as some fishes, but it's better than meat, especially because chicken has higher protein and it is absorbed into your muscle better than uh, proteins such as red meats, to my knowledge. Salmon is very good for your brain as well as protein. And then fish is, in my opinion, it's honestly best thing on earth because unlike chicken, unlike meat, you can literally just get it in such so many different varieties that have different nutrient levels with different fish types. Focus on the nutrients that you need in yourself and take and ingest the foods and vegetables needed to increase that. If you guys don't know what nutrients you need in your body, if you have the ability to go to a local doctor to get your checkup, just ask for a simple new, um, vitamin test or whatever it's called where they're able to basically take your blood and they're able to run you against all of your nutrients and all of the things that are in your body. And it lets you know exactly what you're lacking. And then you can take supplements, you can do whatever to, to fulfill that. But eating real food is probably the number one thing that's gonna give you more energy because a lot of us eat shit. We just eat things that we should not be eating. We eat fast food, we eat too much red meat, we eat too much of this. We need to eat the whole rainbow as well with fruits. Just eat every single color, eat every single form of real food that you can and just consume things that are nutrients for your body. And then mud water is my hidden secret. So a lot of us use caffeine or coffee in order to get us through the day. Mud water does have a little bit of caffeine. If you look on the right, you can see all of the ingredients, but it's through, it's through chai. So it's basically tea powder, whatever you want to call it. That's the only caffeine that's in there. Instead of you drinking an espresso shot or just chugging coffee, which literally Caffeine, you can Google it. It is probably the worst thing on this planet, in my opinion, comp compared to sugar. Caffeine, sugar, in my opinion, the two biggest drugs in the world that are perfectly legal, aside from alcohol and tobacco, which fuck you up your life, to be honest. The things that do help you in your life are either illegal or no one talks about them, which is funny. So mud water, in my opinion, has the best things, period. It does taste like dirt. It's in the name mud water it's mud plus water but this is what it does for you it improves your mood your alertness your performance and strengthens your immunity with cacao lion's mane helps your brain inspire clarity creativity and mood chaga which helps your um, anti-aging properties reggie which is to support your health and immunity and then cordyceps which increases your oxygen uptake and delivery to increase vitality and endurance and working out turmeric very good for anti-inflammatory used in a Chinese and Indian medicine for millennials. Turmeric is also, you can put in with the mud water or ginger and then cinnamon, anti-diabetic, anti-microbial and anti-inflammatory while being pro damn tasty. That's funny. And then Himalayan salt, hydrates the body, balances its pH levels and gets your body much needed minerals. So that's all the stuff that's included in mud water. You can go find mud water at mudwater.com it's $40 a month for the subscription. You get a little tin jar along with a mixer. Just, just do it, guys. If you have the money and you want to take care of your health, I highly recommend you guys do this. And then lastly but not least, supplements. Everyone who's a high-performance individual takes some form of supplements because the human body just nowadays doesn't produce what it needs to produce because of years and hundreds of years of just neglect and also changes in our environment. We're all different human beings now. We all ingest different things. Most of the shit we ingest has chemicals in it, even if it says organic. So you can only do you can only do so much unless you live in a farm and you make all the food on your own. If you do that, God bless you because you're lucky and you probably have the most energy on the damn planet. But supplements, I highly recommend you guys, again, find the nutrients that you guys need in your life. 
My personal favorite is just your classic fish oil. Uh, I take a vitamin D supplement and then I take on its total human, which is basically uh, it has eight pills in the morning, eight pills a night, but it hits you all your veggies, uh, your bones, vitamin C, vitamin D, uh, all these other vitamins, including um, what is it? Alpha brains inside of there. So it helps with your mental clarity and basically um, what do they call those supplements? It's not a smart drug, but it's the next, next best damn thing. So avoid smart drugs, but I highly recommend on its alpha brain or Jason Capital's focus now supplements. If you guys can find those in stock, I've used both of them. I rotate them. They work really, really well. And I highly recommend you guys use these tips because you're going to have more energy. But even if you have the energy, even if you have the step-by-step -step systems, there's one thing that boils down in order for you to get this done. And it is discipline. It is discipline to an extent, but <clears throat> the biggest thing is finding things to sacrifice in your time. Because no matter how productive we get, guys, we're still going to have to do this on a monthly basis. And we want to do the month, the 100 units of time exercise. So for seven days a week, track what you're doing every 30 minutes, set an alarm, write it down in the journal. At the end of the seven days, categorize the activities into buckets and then calculate how much time went into each bucket. And then sacrifice each activity that is not related to your goal. Eliminate it. Don't care about your feelings and have no emotions. Just get the fuck rid of it if it doesn't help you. Otherwise, it's going to cost you everything and you're not going to be as productive and as dominant as you want in your everyday life. I don't want to hear you guys say you can't. It's bullshit because you can get rid of it. I've seen smokers get rid of smoking in one click decision because they had the willpower. If you have the willpower, you will find it. If you don't, then I wish you the best of luck having a very depressed life because you're going to repeat the same shit over and over unless you're eliminating the things that you don't need in your life. It's very difficult. But for you young bucks out there, stop your masturbating, stop your eating unhealthy food, go figure out the shit you really need to do. And if you have any more questions on any of that, just message me because I've been in your shoes most likely. And all I can say is that pain and suffering can create the most beautiful things in life. But if you don't let, if you don't have control over it and how your body interprets it, you're going to be fucked. So sacrifice the things that do not matter. Even your family? No, obviously not but you want to make sure you're setting boundaries like we talked about earlier. So you still need sleep. You need food. You need exercise and a loving relationship. Otherwise your limbic system will play havoc and you're just going to, you're just going to pop one day or you're going to have a mental breakdown like me. So don't do that. So finding things to sacrifice is key. What's my next slide? And again, this chart right here, this is basically how I think, and this is how you will end up thinking too. That what you put in, the, the food, your uh, goals, your self-awareness, your discipline, everything that you're inputting is going to be channeled and processed into your results. And your results should be reflected upon and whatever doesn't help you, whatever isn't fueling the business like you see in this image through your laser focus, you need to sacrifice it and turn it into fuel because whatever you sacrifice turns into fire and that fuel helps your energy and your inputs get better and better each and every single time. I promise you guys. Action steps. I have three videos for you guys I want to share with. They're all from Sam Ovens. You guys already know a lot of my productivity comes from Sam Ovens because he's a, he's a productive badass. But this will be in the video below, but this will also be right here. So I would bookmark these three videos, try to watch them throughout this week. It's a Monday. You guys have more than enough time to figure this out and watch it and listen to it. My personal favorite is productivity hacks because 
Um, it's exactly what I've done from the start, how to be more productive. He will go over that. I actually sent the same link twice. So whoops, it's just two videos. Lucky you. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it guys. That is exactly how to be as a powerhouse productive person. And if you guys have any questions, now is the time because I want to make sure that you guys are able to implement this and start taking action as soon as possible. I see your head nodding there, Fadi, and I've seen it nodding a bit. You have any questions for me? Anything that I can help you out with? At the moment, no. I'm just super, super sleepy. Awesome, bro. Hey. I feel you. Just stand up, do some jumping. Just do some of that. Just shake the whole body. You'll yeah. wake up. Did you no, just I've, been, uh, I've been noticing myself barking a lot more and doing that shaking. Yeah, barking helps. Yeah, yeah. Barking, you just feel it in your heart and your gut and you're just like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Stay after it, bro. I know you're doing it well. Adrian, how about you? Is there anything that I can help with? Or any questions? No, man, I thought that was that was fabulous what you shared. Really cool. Awesome, bro. What's one thing you're going to implement, if anything? Um, well, you know, you reminded me about floating isolation tank. I've done that before, and it is really life-changing. <laughs> really? What is it? I don't know what it is. What's up? What is it? Uh, well, it, it's like a thousand pounds of Epsom salts that are dissolved in a tank that has water in it that's the same temperature as your body. So when you, and you're in total dark and no sound. And so when you're floating in the water, it's like the Dead Sea or something. And you can completely let go of every muscle in your body because you don't even have to hold your head up in the water because the thousand pounds of dissolved Epsom salts will suspend you. And then you can open your eyes in the dark, but you can't really tell if your eyes are open or closed because it's so dark. And then your mind just completely, you know, creates all these um, incredible just uh, colors that come from your eyes and, and you, you, it's just, you've never felt that relaxed when you come out of the tank. Um, you, you can sometimes just feel so light that it's, it's just hard to describe what it's like. Well, I'm like envisioning just, it. That sounds dope. I need to find one of those places to do that. That's awesome. I've always, I was always thinking like, Hey, I can't swim. So if I was in the dead sea, I'd float. That'd be the one time I could float on water. So I need to try this. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's, 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 it really, it, you, you just, you never knew how not relaxed you were until you did that. Mm -hmm. It's all about relaxation. I love it, man. Sweet. How yeah. about you, Manu? Any questions or anything hey. that I can help with? Hey, Tyler. Um, What's up, man? Yeah, yeah. Um, hi, um, and you, you're just uh, saying like uh, you, you always have depression in you, but but you, you won't allow that to fuck up your day. How, how do you do that? I mean, how do you control that depression and use it as a fuel? So if you haven't seen my first episode of the podcast, that's exactly what I do. Uh, there's a really good book that'll help you discover that. Oh, that's the test, but feeling good. 
this book right here is the book that helped me achieve that. Basically, it's just cognitive therapy. It's interpretational awareness. I just interpret anything that's negative into a positive. So it's very difficult to start off with in the beginning, which is why I just started with gratitude, writing out things I'm grateful for, very small things, and then finding a way to expand upon that. So for me, that's really what it is. And I hope that makes sense because I've learned to just, it's a choice. Now there are times where I, it, it just overwhelms me and I'm just going to be like a little bit bland for a bit, but it's always within your, it's always within your um, control. State control exercises are the best thing that you guys can do to boost yourself. A uh, higher status goes over that, but I would recommend that you focus on also the Wim Hof method. Breath work helps, works really well for me because it allows you to get out of your head, relax and meditate, and it allows you to reset. That's the biggest thing I've noticed that when I get super depressed is that you just need to reset because there's times when you are depressed, but you feel happy. And what's the difference? The biggest difference is you're interpreting something differently. The negative thoughts, the positive thoughts, whatever it may be. Does that make sense? Yeah, man, absolutely. Perfect. Awesome, dude. Because I know, I know the shit sucks and it can be painful, but it really is just a choice. And once you're able to realize that and just do it like you have control over yourself and it's just a muscle 1% every single day or even 0.1% if it takes that. But as long as you're doing something, it's always going to be something, even if you're failing every day, better than nothing. Right. Sweet bro. Anything else I can help you out with? And also when um, you told me like, like, uh, like start, start with meditation and, and next workout and then, Start deep work, like, uh, like yes. the one, one, two, three deep works, like. Yes, that's when you and, start and, deep and work. Sometimes, yeah, 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 absolutely. And 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 sometimes, sometimes something something came came up into my mind, and and just and just I, I missed the flow, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you so you asking if something comes up and it disrupts your flow, how do you get back in the flow? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So the easiest thing is it to write it out. My personal, my favorite tip is if I find my, if I can't consciously get a grip of it, take a pen and a piece of paper and just start writing out like what you're thinking and just try to get yourself back into the straight line. Like I'm supposed to be focusing on this and this and that. Uh, Cause over time you'll notice that your ability to focus is like a muscle. You, I can turn it on and off. Like when I, when I, I used to, it used to be very difficult, but over time, after practicing the focus, which Sam Ovens goes over and monk-like discipline, you're able to really get back, get yourself back onto the straight line. So as long as you're like, if your family's interrupting you and everything, the best thing you can do is just like take a deep breath. Well, yeah, just take a deep breath. Just try to relax and then just be like, okay, back to work. And then just get back to it, even if you're a little bit off. And then you'll slowly build that flow back up. Because a flow, if you're in actual, if you're in a true flow state, flow states usually can take a couple minutes to maybe 10 to 30 minutes to actually get. When you're just doing something, you're not thinking. You're just doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. That's how CEOs can get a day's worth of work done in three hours, because they're in a constant flow. They've learned that muscle over years and decades of training. So. Uh, just make sure you're consciously aware of your emotions and what you're thinking about and try to be out of your head and meditate is also going to most likely be the best thing for you.
Yeah. Thanks, man. Of course. Pierre, I know you turned in a little bit late here, but how are you doing, bro? Man, good, man. I, I said I can't just let the meeting pass. I know, so I decided, right? I, I, I decided I'd got to come in, man, and at least say hello. Um, awesome. But I did catch the tail end, but it's a lot of our cool stuff. And I was actually shocked uh, when you gave the links out. You had did two twice. I said, I think I know what happened. He was going to include monk-like discipline in the links, and he forgot. So that's why he did it twice. No, no, I was gonna. I was thinking about a third video, but I was like, no, nah, let's just do two, and I must have left it. Monk-like discipline I shared last time, so I didn't want to share another one. But Monk Like mm -hmm. Discipline is a very, very good video if you guys haven't mm -hmm. seen it. the Sam Ovens one. Uh, personally, it's my favorite. It's really caused a lot of impact recently. But it's a, it's a good two hour long. Good two hour long. I got the Aura Ring too from that Sam Ovens recommended. This thing mm -hmm. works. It tracks everything. So if you're able to afford that and you're able to start tracking your sleep and everything, you're really going to start to, you're really going to be able to start seeing your productive shit fly because you're able to see your sleep charts and all those stats on a weekly, monthly, daily basis. And you can reverse engineer exactly what it is you need to do to have more energy. Anything you can track, you can improve. Anything you can track, you can improve. Yup. And it's hard as hell to track your sleep unless you have something like this. Cause all you can do is write it out. <laughs> I woke up here and I woke up then and I feel, I feel on a scale of one to 10, I feel like I'm at an eight, but no, it, it's really cool for 300 bucks. Um, you guys don't have a ring or whatever. I, I highly recommend it. Noted. But yeah, man. Thanks, Tyler. Of course. I hope you get to catch this replay because it was an awesome one on all the stuff you need to be productive, broken down very nicely. Um, and yeah. Of course, man. I've been, I've shared, I shared, um, the training on Trello with a few people, a few people in with the influencers I work with and a few people I work with personally. Awesome. Uh, and they said it's been very, very helpful. I'm glad because Trello is helpful. Organization speed, <laughs> like all the, like there's so many journals and all these books and shit out there. Mm -hmm. and they, they do mm -hmm. work, but less is mm -hmm. more. Less mm -hmm. is more. Exactly. Exactly. Plus, you're saving the trees. And who doesn't want to save the trees? Exactly. Who doesn't want to save them? <laughs> However, um, you guys do want a planner recommendation. The only planner I use is this from uh, Brendan Bouchard, the high-performance planner. Yeah. That's the only yeah. planner I'd recommend because it, it tracks everything you really need in order for your for you to have a crystal clear idea on what needs to get done. Let me find a blank page. So this is like another thing I'd use for productivity because I'm more of a high performance versus a journal, but you have your questions you get asked throughout the day. If you guys can see these and pause it later, but you have these questions you ask yourself first thing in the morning and these go deep. These are questions that you, I've never thought about to ask but they're specifically catered to get yourself fired up for what needs to be focused on the most. And you ask, you answer these 10 questions, and then you obviously have your time, what you're doing throughout the day. And then you have your, what was that again? Your message to yourself, whatever message you want to say. And then people you need to connect well with today, tasks that must get done. And then you have your evening journal, where you go over the evening questions. Who did I help? All that good stuff. And this is on a daily basis. And then this is my favorite is when you're able to rank yourself on how you, how you felt. 
So you're able to get really clear on how you felt in terms of these six, uh, these six values, which are very important when it comes to being productive. And then of course you have your weekly and your monthly planner inside of here too. So you can see what needs to get done. It's about 20 or 30 bucks for, I think like a, I think like 90 days, maybe it's a 90 day journal. I can't recall, but it's, it's worth it. If you guys have a printer, you can just keep printing pages off, just rip the pages out. That's what I do. <laughs> I don't want to have to keep paying for shit. So I just like rip it, rip it out and then copy it and then just, Hey, use it for a daily and then toss it. Mm -hmm. Works. Cool. Awesome. But it's one ten over here. How are we doing? Is there anything that I can help you guys out with before I get this recording up? Can't think of anything just yet, but I'm sure I will after I watch the the replay. And um, and is it okay? If I just uh, hit you up on Facebook. Absolutely. Anytime you guys have questions, you guys can just message me on Facebook. Um, I'm always there. I'm always active. I usually tend to reply. I, I check my Facebook at time intervals. I don't just check it when I get a message. I check it at time intervals. You'll notice that you have to do that in order to be productive. You have like one hour or like, yeah, you really have to make sure you're. Otherwise, you will. You will stay in Facebook and do nothing but Facebook. I, I've been guilty of that. So uh, if you guys are watching this replay, just message me on Facebook if you guys have any questions. Any single 